What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Kyle Beats Podcast. I hope you guys are having a good day. It's been a couple weeks since I posted a podcast. Um, I w- I've been trying to post one a week, but um, I missed a couple weeks. And you know what? It's okay because there's a lot of things being set up. The video version is coming, and I still have a sty on my eye. But anyways, this week's episode, I decided to do a voice memo podcast episode i really enjoyed the last one i did like this basically i put out on instagram and twitter at kyle garvin beats if you don't follow me i said email me some voice memos to kyle beats emails at gmail.com and um ask me some questions it's it's cool to hear the question from the person that's actually asking the question and hear from their voice and hear how they're saying it instead of me saying blah 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 asks this question anyways it puts a more personal touch to it i think it's dope because i'm able to hit a bunch of people at once and anyways um that's it let's get into the podcast i'm super hyped i'm super inspired let's get it in three two one the first question is from master moo i'm just gonna be reading their, your your email names from master moo let's hear it yo what's up kyle just a cool question uh would are you considering or would you ever consider giving us some insight as to how you create the sounds for your kids like drums or whatever maybe make a tutorial or something yeah also when is that fucking simon savita collab coming out i've been waiting for that <laughs> come on nah yeah keep it up bro uh, you're an inspiration thank you man the uh simon savita collab beat is actually going to be i think the first song i drop with a video coming soon and um i'm honestly just waiting for the style to be gone i don't know it's like what the heck anyways uh the other question you asked was how do you make the, how do i make the sounds for my kits essentially to make sounds for, for example for this last kit i did for the flex kit um it's just it's literally just sound manipulation so if you know how to manipulate sounds Basically for the flex kit, I just took a bunch of, I had people, I paid a couple of people and I, and I got some other from, I tweeted out, Hey, I need some, like, I need, I need samples. I need drum samples. I need someone to hit a kick drum in high quality and send me that file. And I need someone to, to hit a snare drum. I need someone to send me all these files. I found some, uh, that I was able to get people to pay me for. Some of you guys actually sent me some and basically it's just manipulation. I mean, you can use effects. You can use EQ limiting um, and just like pitching is a huge thing, thing, time stretching, uh, being being able to finesse Edison. Like, I don't know, honestly, it's a it's a lot of like work. And I think to start, you need to at least know the basics of mixing. Like if your mixes sound like garbage, there's no point of trying to design your own sounds because like it's just it's just a hard thing to do as I'm like getting more into it. I'm realizing how hard it is. It, but basically, I just get a raw sound, manipulate it over and over and over until I get something crispy that I like. Um, even for the claps that I used in my last kit, um, it was just me clapping. And you have to know like frequencies and like what things visually look like. Because if you clap into a microphone, it's not the same as what a clap is going to look like visually. Um, it's like three little hits and. Yeah, it's just a bunch of like sound manipulation is really what it is. <laughs> Yo, Kyle, what's up? Uh, sorry about my English. I'm from Israel, uh, but I just wanted to come through with a question. Um, like I want to start my own YouTube channel in Israel, like in Hebrew. And I find it like really hard to 
um, narrow down the good videos that that I make because like I want everything to be like a hundred percent perfect and like I stick to the tiniest detail and that takes a whole lot of time and I actually like <laughs> like I don't release the videos because of that so uh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that and like um, how do you know you like finish a video or whether that's a good video or not and like like if that's something that you should publish or upload um so yeah that's it thanks um i think if you first if you're when you're when you first start out doing like videos or anything really like for me what i've noticed is is just like setting setting a schedule and then trying to stick to it and then that's it like for me when i when i started doing the videos i was already doing beats obviously when i started doing like the YouTube videos, like the making a beat series, I was like, all right, I'm just going to upload every single day. And then I tried to upload every single day. I went like five to six days. And the first day I missed, I was like, oh man, like whatever, whatever. But you're going to like, I don't know. It just depends. Like, I think it's like different things work for different people. And the reason why, I, and I adjusted and I was like, you know what, I'm going to upload every other day because it's so hard to make a beat, mix it, um, make a video and then edit it all on the same day. Like that's like so many different things at once and it affected like the quality of the content. But like, obviously you're not going to like these, I filmed a video today and I was just like, damn, this is like the same thing I've been always filming. What am I going to call this? I didn't really have an idea and I just wanted to make some music and I was just like kind of having like a weird block. The beat ended up coming out dope, but like you're always going to have those times where you're just going to push through it, figure it out and just post it because it's not going to affect you. That's why I like posting as many videos as, as humanly possible and like posting as much stuff as I possibly can without taking away from like quality is because um, it just you don't have to have a banger every video. You don't you can I don't have to be a perfectionist. I always say this, but I used to like when I used to put out beats before no anyone knew Kyle Beats was I would put beats on YouTube they get a couple hundred views and literally there could be like half a second where something glitches out or the beat like clips or something for literally like half a second I'll re-render the whole thing I'll remix it I'll do all these things that don't really matter in the long run you know what I mean like I think you just need to make something like film something make an idea edit it as best as possible and put it out if that's your thing then do it it's like the beats it's like beats it's like music you have to record something record it as best as possible and put it out it's like my music like i know some of my music could be fixed and things could be better but you know what i'm gonna put out hundreds of songs i'm gonna put out hundreds of beats i'm gonna put out hundreds of videos and then so you realize that that one little mistake does not really matter as much as you think it does at the time so. Yo, what's up, Kyle? My name is Treacher Boy, uh, producer slash visual artist. Um, my question for you is, what are some things that um, an up-and-coming producer who hasn't really started marketing themselves yet can do that's way different than what other people are doing? Because if you look on like Instagram or you know any any social media, basically that producers are using to market themselves, it seems like everyone's doing the exact same thing, and it's just copies of copies, and it can be discouraging, I think, for people just starting out because being different and original is super helpful when it comes to marketing yourself and standing out from the rest of the crowd. So I guess what I'm wondering is what's your biggest piece of advice or maybe some things that haven't been done yet that could possibly work that would be original as far as marketing yourself goes in 2019 as a producer slash artist. Um, yeah, thanks for checking out my question and answering it. 
keep up the awesome work. Thanks. Yeah. So this is a great question. This is something that I literally think about every single day. It's one of the most important things. Um, I think right when you're starting out, trying to get your name out there is it's definitely important to figure out like, how am I going to be different? And especially when you start getting some sort of traction, like you want to kind of like stand out and have your own unique brand. First off, I think if you are a producer and you're able to talk or you're able to put your face on something and like have a personal brand, quote unquote, um, it's super effective because there's a lot of producers that don't want to do that and they want to sit in the studio, make beats, which is like super lit. I have a side of me that wants to shut all my YouTube off and just make tight beats and upload them and not have to work as much and, and just make beats and post them. And that's my whole life. And uh, there's obviously another side of me that wants a lot more than that. But I mean, that's one thing. I mean, like it's something that you sit down and, and like kind of just like write on a piece of paper. This is what I did when I was like starting out. I was like, all right, how can I? Cause although there's still a long way to go for the YouTube producer, I think we're all, I think everyone you see, yeah, like hundreds of thousands of subscribers are going to all have a million. In my opinion, they're all going to have millions of subscribers if this keeps going and like be doing stuff in music and like crazy stuff. Hopefully that's what I want to happen. But like when I first started out, I would like look at other people and kind of just like look at vloggers and look at what they're doing and what kind of niche they're in, like a gamer or whatever, and just figuring out what do they do? This is, this is what they do every day, whatever, whatever. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's just something where you have to get super creative and think about making something that is different, but at the same time makes sense. Like if I had all the answers for this one, I would say it, but like watch what I do because I mean, I've been doing random stuff trying to like make different videos that pop. Some of them work, some of them don't. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just something where you need to sit down and, and like, really think about it i think it, i think you have to realize what your strong points are as well for example like my um my is super funny and like i remember him and kbz did a video and it was like it was like hella funny and they were like they were like fucking around the whole time and it was like super funny and like my just has this comedic thing about his beats and he kind of adds that comedic flavor and he, he went, he did a really good job of just like doing something different. Um, but like somehow marketing it. So it was in the producer niche. Honestly, every single producer that has kind of come up in this quote unquote niche has kind of done something a little unique. I, I took more of the cinematic vlog videographer, vlog YouTuber approach. Uh, my kind of was like in doing things where he was going out in public kind of like the uh social experiment type of videos i thought that's when i first saw it and like i don't know just people have come up in like different little way a aries came out straight as just like an artist aries and ramsoid were doing like uh recreation of beats and stuff like that i feel like everyone just kind of had their own way of like coming up a little bit and just like i don't know and figure out what makes you you and just like it's, it's a hard question that's a hard question hey what's up kyle my name is derek so my question for you would be, let's say somebody has a nine to five job, so they have limited time to work on their craft. What would be some of the things that you would recommend that they focus on the most if they're trying to do this whole beat making, YouTube video creating thing? Uh, appreciate the content. Keep doing your thing, bro. Um, first of all, 
one of the things that I did um, that actually really helped out was Gary V said this and I don't he, he doesn't really talk about it anymore I've talked about this I think but I he, he always used to talk about like a year ago or so like auditing your time um, he used to stress that a lot like a year and a half ago honestly is when I first started doing it basically what I did was I this whole thing happened with my mom my mom was cancer and like I had like like I don't have a lot of time I am like I essentially work like 30 hours a week with my mom or or almost it's like almost a full-time job I did the math one day so I had to sit down and like really just like audit my days and just like figure out I just woke up one morning where I had the whole day free and every single minute of my day I wrote down what I did from like 9 to 9 30 I looked at my phone from 9 30 to 10 I did this one thing that took way too long from 10 to 12 I went to the gym and like from 12 to 2 I ate breakfast and just like kind of like and it, it was just you realize how much time you're actually wasting and um honestly like if you come home from your nine to five and you're and you're pumped and you're not like because like me personally I hated that so I would, if I had a, if I had a job I would come to home like come home like pissed and not want to do anything but if you come home and you're like ready to like work on some beats you can make the time to do it. Um, and then spending your time, it depends. It depends. You have to know what you need to work on. Like um, maybe you need to improve your beats, and just like I think, just doing doing things. Like put out a video, put out a beat, put out a beat making video, put out an Instagram video, make make um, beats and upload them to BeatStars or Airbit or whatever. Make YouTube videos, make a Twitter, make a Instagram, interact with the producer community. Um, and just like do a bunch of stuff and just figure out what you like and just keep working and then i think just 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 whatever if you want to upload videos upload videos and just like work as much as you can and like i don't think you can really if if it's if you come home at five and shower and whatever you start working at like seven you work seven to like 12 or something like that or like seven to eleven thirty, and you're just working on beats and stuff like it takes a long time to do all the stuff that i'm doing like even today, like I have a billion things I wanted to do and like you can only do so much in the day. So you just have to like, I think audit your time and figure out what you're doing like with those hours that you have free because you'll realize there's a lot more you can do in your day if you don't waste time, which is what I figured out <laughs> like a year ago. Yo, what's up Kyle? Here's my question. What tips do you have for making beats sound more professional and less amateur? Thanks, man. Shout out to Mtech Beats. So for making your beats sound more professional, there's a few, um, there's a few different things. One, number one is the sounds. I would say, well, number one is how good is how good is the beat? Because if it's beat, if a beat is good, then it's if a beat isn't good, no matter how good your sounds or or drums or mix or arrangement or anything is, it's still gonna sound bad. So, but let's pretend the beat is good, right? You have a solid beat to make it sound more professional. Um, Good quality sounds obviously help. If you don't have good quality sounds, knowing how to use like reverb and stereo um, and like certain effects like that that are just gonna like fill in your um, melodies and stuff like that is always gonna help. Number two is the drum sounds. Obviously having a kick that knocks if you use like EQ or compressing or whatever to get it to knock a little bit more 
like have a snare, have like nice, clean drum sounds, have the mix good, have all the levels in the mix good, leave some room in your EQ, like EQ some of the lows out of the melodies, out of the drums, besides the kick and the 808, to leave some room for the kick and the 808 so that they knock. And just like a ton of practice with the mix. After you got a clean mix, put a limiter on the master, maybe use some soft clipping, maybe touch it up with an EQ. If, if you can figure all that stuff out, you're, it's, gonna be, it's gonna sound professional. It's gonna sound professional. Hey, what's up, Kyle? My question is about whether or not you had any fellow producers or more established producers to mentor you while you were first getting started. And how could I go about finding mentors to help push myself and my music? Thank you again for all you do and put out. And for anyone who wants to check me out, I'm The Dots, that's D-O-T-S, original on Instagram and YouTube. When it comes to beats and all that, I kind of just figured it all out for myself. But like, I didn't have anyone necessarily like that I knew mentoring me. My homie Cam, who I always talk about, like was doing music. So it was cool to talk about him with stuff and whatever. But when it comes to the beats, like I kind of just figured all that stuff out by looking at the internet. I mean, shout out to shout out to Taz Taylor and like all those like internet dudes like MJ Nichols, he's followed the beat plug and just like watch all the, but especially Taz when I first saw him uh, vlogging and just like talking about all this stuff. And, and like he was doing this years ago. Um, that was kind of like what I looked at and I don't know, wanted to figure it out. I was following his whole internet mo money movement like from the start and just, um, yeah, that was it. I mean, you can, if you can attach yourself to someone that's actually doing something, I mean, that is absolutely huge. Like if for some reason you were able to attach yourself to me or another YouTube, either producer or YouTube, like um, YouTube, like producer when it comes to the, making a beat producers I've, I've had people ask me this but like see how if you can work for anyone for free you know what i mean and like i know a lot of you guys already do that stuff but um definitely having a mentor that's actually doing something is not a bad idea and like you could learn stuff off like a local producer that you know but when it comes to like the actual game of getting your name out there and like making a living producing on the internet um, the best mentor is always going to be someone that's like up and coming on YouTube or Instagram or something like that. But yeah, it's definitely not a bad idea to try to attach yourself to someone. Hey Kyle, uh, this is Prod by GC. You can find me on Instagram, Prod by GC, G-C-E-E. -E. Um, I was just wondering, um, so you sell your beats on BeatStars, or quite a few people do, but I was wondering if it is a bad thing to post them on BeatStars, Airbit, and TrackTrain just to get like kind of more of a advantage and more possible sales or is it better to just stick to one and just push the one? Uh, thanks for your time. So for the most part, when it comes to like getting sales, I'm not sure about TrackTrain. I've seen people on that. I don't, I'm not sure like kind of the whole mission behind that. I don't know if it's trying to be this beat marketplace or what it, what is it? But like um, from my exper experience, um, I've gotten a lot more as BeatStars grows. It's definitely grown a lot since I first jumped on there. Um, you do get a lot more sales from the marketplace, like from the actual BeatStars marketplace. But like you're, I would worry more about like getting people to your website and like getting people to like from other places because that's a lot more, um, that's a lot more powerful than 
than the the B stars marketplace because you can get sales there, but like a majority of successful produce uh, like type B producers sales, like I would say ninety nine percent of it or ninety five percent of it comes from uh, like their their other stream. Like if it's a YouTube. Uh, it's mostly, it's usually always YouTube. Maybe it's like Google search, YouTube, email marketing, um, Instagram. Maybe I was doing it from Instagram when I was selling a lot of beats. That's where a lot of your sales are going to come. And then when you start selling like that, I think BeatStars usually pushes you up on the, on the charts. You know what I mean? If you start selling a couple beats, you go up on the charts, you sell a couple more. Um, so I would worry about that rather than like trying to make a bunch of different accounts on BeatStars and and Airbit and Track Train. I don't know about Track I'm not sure about Track Train. I mean, go ahead and make one on Track Train and try to be everywhere. Um But yeah, if I was you, I would concentrate more on just getting people to your website um from from another means like Twitter, Instagram. Um freaking what's that what's that new thing? TikTok. TikTok like I don't know, somewhere, anywhere. Google, maybe Google's popping again. Hey Kyle Beats, my question for you is whenever you mix down one of your beats, what decibel level do you typically mix your beat to? In other words, uh, how much room do you leave for the artist to come on and then uh, uh, put their vocals over top of it? Uh, My name is Berticus Beats. I can be found at berticusbeats.com. That's B-E-R-T-I-C-U-S. Thank you very much. When it comes to having artists on your beat, I'm actually learning a little bit more about this when it comes to leaving room for vocals because as I am recording vocals, you realize that you need to leave a little bit more uh, room underneath zero dB to have vocals in there. Um, If you want vocals in your mix, like actual recorded rap, singing, whatever vocals, Uh, I'm realizing this more as I start recording vocals and I'm mixing them down. But um, what I used to, I'll tell you what I do for normal beats. Honestly, like for a normal beat, I'll leave it like between, like I'll leave it around minus three decibels, negative three decibels, minus three, however you say it, minus three, minus two. I mean, as long as it's under zero and not pushing above zero, um, you're fine. And then throw a little soft clipper on there. This is what I've been doing recently. Throw a little soft clipper on there, throw a little limiter on there, boost it up a little bit. Yeah, and then for vocals, it might need to be a little bit more than that and it depends on certain things like the mic and everything like that and when it comes to an artist like for example if you did leave it at minus three and then soft clip and then whatever and they bought your beat if they really care about the mix that much and they're like oh man this is like blah 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 they're gonna buy the track out stems from you you know what i mean so you're gonna have the track out track outs for them and either they or their engineer or whatever is going to be able to mix them and like put the levels at whatever they want. Um, so, so yeah, that's my that's my advice. <laughs> Sorry for the background music, but what would your dream job be if you weren't selling your beats and making money off of your music? Also, sub to me on YouTube at Beat Ninja OTM. If I wasn't making money off my music, I feel like the way I'm treating this whole thing is kind of just like a internet brand. Um, Honestly, I think it would just be being a YouTuber of a different niche. (laughs) I think it would be like being a gamer or something. Like, I feel like those are kind of synonymous. Like YouTubers and gamers, uh, YouTubers and gamers, producers and gamers, kind of just like, 
I'm in a dark, dark room. I got cool neon lights lit. I'm staring at my computer all day. I feel like gamers do the same thing. And like a lot of gamers like music and a lot of people that make music like gaming. So I feel like it would be doing the same thing I'm doing, but like the gamer version, I think. I think that's what it would be. And I'd be making like epic videos and stuff. I love videos. So like anything that allows me to create cool content around my own brand. Hey Kyle, my name is Zach. And I just wanted to ask you, aside from, you know, other genres of music, where do you find most of your inspiration in your everyday life? You know, whether that be in nature or like other creative outlets. So let me know. Also, I go by Maxo, M-A-K-Z-O. You can find me on any platform. Thanks. So um, when it comes to inspiration, I can I take a lot of inspiration from just like a, a couple places. When it comes to like music and stuff like that, like I take a lot of inspiration from just like not being taken serious <laughs> in the past and like doing horrible in school and like people think you're an idiot even though like you're doing all these creative ass things outside of school and you're really good at a lot of things but because you don't do good in school and, and I always hated school and I, I always thought it was just this bullshit thing like it was a it was a scam and I don't know I get a lot of inspiration from just like there's a lot of people that did not think I was going to do anything type of thing. And like, I've been saying this for so long that I was going to do all this and now it's finally starting to happen. And, uh, so proving people wrong, (laughs) but on the other side, I also get a lot of inspiration from just like doing epic things in my life. And I see like, I don't know, like if you watch the Conor McGregor um, Netflix documentary and it's just like his whole come up from literally being broke to like doing all these crazy things within like a couple years and just like crazy stadiums and just everything just gets more epic and more epic and there's just cameras, there's just always cameras on him and it's just so epic and just like putting in the work and, and living your life and I just want to live an epic life where I can look back on videos and be like, wow, like we did that. And it's like the beauty of the internet. It's like, I can inspire so many people. That's what really keeps me going, man. It's just like, yeah, I want to live a cool life, but having the ability to live a cool life, document the whole thing and inspire so many people is like, that's what motivates me. Um, and I feel that when I'm making music, like I feel that inside of me. All right. This next one is from sharp with a V not sharp. The act, the producer you guys all know but sharp with a v yo what up kyle it's sharp uh luckily i was on my lunch break and i saw your tweet just want to ask you a quick question i want to first start off by uh saying thank you for all you do for the community always been following you for a while now and you always delivered so much valuable content and i really appreciate it um i'm gonna keep this quick because i gotta go back to work but my question is how do you manage releasing music that is completely different than other music that you make I feel like half the time I make music that doesn't necessarily fit with majority of my other tracks, but I'm just thinking, should I start another alias or just, you know, release everything under one name, even if it is completely different? Um, I was just trying to get your take on that. Most of my handles are just stay sharp, S-T-A-Y-S-H-V-R-P. Yeah, get at me. Thank you, bro. 
how do you make stuff that sounds different i don't think you should change i don't think you should change up your handle honestly like just keep doing it i mean i don't know how far you are along with producing if you're still like in the first couple of years and kind of figuring out your sound um like the first when I was producing, like I was making every time I opened FL Studio, it was something completely different. It was something completely different. I was just going through them the other day when I was doing my uh, fixing one of my old beats videos. Like, there's some like EDM stuff. There's like some old school hip hop. There's some trap stuff. There's some like there's like trap rap, and then there's like club trap. It's like all everything is just completely different. Um, and I think you got to do that until you figure out what you like the most and what you want to like make the most of, like I can make so many different types of beats, but I'm going to make the types of beats that I like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause there's so many people that comment on my page, like obviously not the people listening to this, but a lot of like, just like random people who find my, find my page will just comment like, dude, this dude just makes the same beats over and over. But I mean, you're just making stuff that you like. So I think just continue to make stuff and just just until you figure out like what your sound really is and it might take a while um but i wouldn't make a new handle for any of that just like just keep putting out whatever you're putting out and if you do make maybe you make something different every single time and that's what makes you unique and that's what makes people want to follow you maybe you're making this dude makes dope edm tracks and then he makes dope jazz music and then he makes uh, like a dope hip-hop beat and just like that's what makes you unique because you can do everything so i think just do you and if you like doing it, just do it. Hey Kai, what's up? Congratulations on 200k. My name is Andres Mills. And my question is, well, I have a situation that I am a computer engineering student and I started producing music like six months ago. And I really, really like producing music. I want to make a career out of it. But it's, it is not easy to live engineering and pursue a career in in the music industry so what do you recommend what can you say about my situation and i know there are so there is a lot of people in my in my place and what can you what can you tell about it uh, thank you all right so in my opinion honestly like if you don't like engineering you want to do producing then just like I don't know, just go for it. I mean, you're going to need, here's the thing is like, you can't just be like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And, and then, then what, you know what I mean? You, you need to figure out your situation. Maybe, I don't know. You have to figure out what you have to do to make it happen. If you don't like engineering and you're in school for engineering and you don't want to do it, then don't fucking do it. Here's how it works, right? I've had friends that are engineers that are really smart people and here's how it works. You, you, you go to school, you get your engineering degree, your parents or whoever is pressuring you into doing that are happy. You graduate and then you, you, you get the job, you get the internship and then you get the real job and then you get the promotion and you're working towards all these things. And then two years go by and you're working on the job and you're like, fuck, I actually hate everything about engineering. I should have just kept making beats five years ago because now Kyle Beats is a fucking multi-millionaire and has 20 million subscribers. Damn, I should have got in when, before it was too late. What the hell was I doing? I think you're gonna, that, that opportunity to become an engineer is kind of just, in my opinion, it's just, it's just always gonna be there. And I mean, maybe not engineering, it takes a while to get that, but like you have to do what you wanna do because you might get hit by a bus tomorrow, you know what I mean? 
Like that's, that's the way I look at everything. It's just like, I don't really care. Like in a hundred years, nothing's going to really matter here. Everyone's going to be gone and a new wave of people are going to come through and nobody is going to be remembered. That's here besides like a select few of people, like maybe Donald Trump or something. I don't know. But like, that's what you have to think of. Cause, um, I don't know. You are only going to live one life and there's probably a lot of people putting pressure on you to like not drop engineering because it looks bad. But like, there was also a lot of people telling me to get a job and I said no <laughs> and now I'm fucking killing it so I don't know it's up to you it's gonna suck and there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs but if you think you can do it then then do it yo what's good bro uh I'm a UK producer and I just want to say yo everything you're doing right now is just very very inspiring to me and I'm looking to do something of a model similar to yourself, create a YouTube channel and um, do epic videos. But my question is, do you, will you ever make a tutorial on how you edit your videos and how mm. cinematic you make them look and and just to sort of basically giving us a bit of the sauce, <laughs> if you can. Um, but yeah, I get it if you don't want to, uh, you don't want to give you secrets, I get that, but you know. Definitely will be watching it if you're able to uh, share that to all of us. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say, really. Keep doing your thing, man. And I'll stay subscribed and I'll keep watching. Peace. I love I love hearing um, where all you guys are from. It's crazy. But um, by the way, here here's the secret. Ready? Here's the secret. When you want to learn how to mix your melodies better, what do you do? You go to YouTube you type in melody tutorial, you subscribe to me, you watch all my vlogs, you learn all these different things when you watch my videos and you get inspired, whatever, whatever. Like I was, I, how do you think I figured out how to do video stuff? Because <laughs> a lot of you guys know I've been doing videos for a long time. Like I've been making videos. I've been editing videos for like over like 11 years now I want to say 11 12 years now I've been editing videos and I've been filming for like five five years maybe I was doing music videos and what did I do I went to YouTube and looked up how to edit videos and did the same things you do for beats just go to YouTube like I don't want to put out a video about make like I'm good at making videos but I know a lot more about beats like and I'm, and I'm nice at making videos, like obviously editing and all this stuff. Like I know how to, to do it all, but like all the information is out there. Like I don't want to make a, I'm not sure if I want to make a video editing video as a music producer and just get shit on. And like, I don't know, maybe I will, maybe I will, maybe I will. But like, yeah, it's, it's all out there and it, it's, it's, it's not like. I make it look easy because I've had years of practice, but like, trust me, this shit is so hard. Like it's, it's like the same as beats. Like it just take it takes a while to figure all this stuff out and it's so fucking annoying. Um, but yeah, it's all, the information is all out there. Maybe I'll do something, but I don't know. Like it's all out there. Like I just learned from other people. Hey Kyle. So, uh, I don't know if I made this time hack cause I was getting an MRI done. Um, but I guess my question for you, Kyle is, I have a I have a pretty big strong issue with 808s lately, and I don't understand why. Um, I've discovered Big Daddy and G's. Obviously, they go together pretty well. But I just wanted to know if like you could give a more detailed like um, tutorial video on how to make your 808s hit harder 
Um, and I've seen people side chain before and I'm not sure exactly how to do that. And I've watched videos, but they're just, they're just not as descriptive. And I was wondering if maybe you had some tips or pointers that are more detailed than the previous video you made about 808s. Um, you can get back to me if you want to personally, if not, you can make a video about it. But my Instagram is the Sean Owens. Uh, my YouTube is Smo beats and my SoundCloud Smo beats. So, um, if you can get back to me at that, that'd be great. I'm just trying to figure out how to fix this 808 issue I'm having. By the way, love your channel. I started watching your channel before I started making music. And one of my buddies got me into the whole producer thing too. So it's pretty fun. But anyways, if you get back to me, I'd appreciate it a lot, man. Thank you. For the kicks in 808, the question was how do you how do you make them hit harder? So when it comes to your mix too, one big thing that a lot of people don't talk about that um, is something that I realized is getting an audio interface is huge. Getting an audio interface, like a lot of people don't, I should make a video about this, honestly, but um, getting an audio interface is actually really big because you can turn the mix up louder than your PC can go. So like, for example, when you don't have an audio interface, you just have headphones plugged in or like speakers with an aux cord. Um, you can only turn the volume up on the computer so high and you're using ASIO for all or whatever, you're, you're using like the built-in like audio card or whatever you call it. And the volume only goes so high, so you have to keep your mix really high. When you get an interface, you can crank the volume up on the interface so that you can keep the, your levels on at the actual FL, on FL Studio really low. Um, so you'll be able to get a better mix. And like if you if your if your kick is around six or minus six dB, and you can barely hear it, and you can barely hear the beat, that means you need to turn the volume up on the interface, or you need to get an interface and turn the volume up. Hey Kyle, I have one question. Uh, I started producing like one year ago, and now I'm going. I'm starting to interact with different rappers and a uh, few of them start hitting me up and I'm not sure how I should um, tell them that I want money for the beats I want to get paid because none of them asked if or how much they have to pay I don't know if uh, what happens if I tell them that I want money and then they maybe be like oh I'm gonna search for another producer who takes zero bucks because the market of free yeah, beats is like, I don't know, it's just gigantic. I hope you can help me, help me out with my question and ask, give me a proper answer. Uh, my name is Daniel Wayne, Studio Beats again, at me on Instagram. Yeah, so the thing about that is like, here's the thing, right? If, if you're, so if you're talking about Instagram and you're hitting up people and they're saying, oh, I thought these are free, whatever, whatever, just approach them and be like, if once you start talking about beats, be like, yo, like, can you send me that beat? Just be like, oh, word, word. It's um, 30, it's 30 for the MP3 lease and 50 for the wave lease, 100 for a track out. It's like, what, what were you thinking? Did you want unlimited rights? Just hit them with that right off the bat. And if they say something like, oh, I thought this was free, whatever, whatever, then just go to the next person. If, if, they're, if they don't want it and they, they only want free stuff, then just move on and go to the next person and i understand what you're saying like but what if they say oh but my my guy down the street does it for free well that guy down the street isn't going to be around for very long if he's doing it for free and neither are you so if you're 
if you're giving out beats for free, that's cool and all, but like, what the hell is gonna happen? And like, imagine being an art, like if I'm an artist, and say I'm an artist, I don't make beats, I got this great network of producers that I can hit up, aka you guys. Like if I'm hitting you guys up and you guys are sending me free beats, that sounds like the most, like, if you're a serious artist, that sounds like the most scary thing of all time. Imagine put, especially now, 2019, where copyrights are, are getting crazy and just getting all these free beats from people just sending beats out to everyone. Like there's gonna be 10 claims on your YouTube video. Like even if the song pops up, you just did this free beat transaction. Like that person can come back and take everything and be like, no, that's my beat. Give me all the rights to it. And like, I don't know, like if someone's serious about it, they're gonna pay you because they're serious about it and they want legitimate contracts and they want legitimate things. So yeah, I mean, if someone says that, just move on, just move on to the next one. You have, you're, you're busy, you know what I mean? Keep going, just keep going on to the next one. Hey, what's up, Kyle? I'm a young producer myself. Uh, my name is 36 Samurai. Yeah, that's uh, across all socials. And I just wanted to ask, this may have been addressed already, but who or what inspired you to start beat making in the first place? That's all, thank you. I mean, honestly, I think from the first time I seen someone making a beat, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I don't know exactly what video. It was probably a long time ago, like way before I even started making beats. But I always mention like the Ryan Leslie videos and stuff like that from like way back in the day where he's just like making videos. I was always, I always really liked pianos for some reason. Like I always just loved playing on pianos even though I didn't know how to play it I just loved pianos for some reason like my grandmother had a piano in her house in Ireland and I just like played it one day and just I obviously couldn't play it but like I always just loved the instrument so I was like damn imagine making music where what I wanted to do was record something and then play it back again and record something else over it um and I always wanted to do that and that aka that's what beats are um so I think I was always attracted to it from a start. And then obviously when you start watching beat making videos where people are making crazy beats or what seemed crazy at the time, um, that's kind of what made me want to do it. And I just didn't figure it out until I was 20. I didn't figure out how to like get FL Studio because like there wasn't a lot of information on there about how to even like plug in a MIDI keyboard and make it work. Like they, there's so much more internet information on the internet out today. Um, so it took me a while to figure that out, but yeah. Yo, what's up, Kyle? My name's Nico. Um, first off, I just want to say I'm a big fan of yours. And yeah, I guess my question to you is, like, how did you balance, like, working a job at the same time as doing music? Because um, I feel like for me, like, work can take up a lot of mental energy. And I find that my most creative moments is when I'm at work, because I work evenings. And I feel like during the evenings, that's when like I'm the most creative, that's when the creative flows actually start happening. But um, yeah, I just want to know how you like balanced your time, balanced your energy, you know, because I know that sometimes you could be at work and you're like, I could be at home doing music, you know, learning things, trying to grow, etc, etc. But um, yeah, I guess that's what I want to know. So when I was working, um, like those four, five, six, the year before I started like making a living off of beats, 
I was like Ubering on and off and I was like doing music videos for people. I was doing photo shoots. I was DJing. I was doing a bunch of like pretty much just anything I could that's just to make money to survive essentially is what I was doing. And I wasn't really doing a good job of balancing it, especially when I moved to Florida. You guys know my story, especially when I moved to Florida and my whole, my whole source of income was either selling beats or Ubering, like Uber, like driving Uber was my source of income. And I, I sucked at balancing it because the answer, because I would do the same thing as you. Like I was working evenings or whatever, like late night, Friday, Saturday night, I'd hear something on the radio. I'm like waiting for someone to like ping my phone and to want to get picked up. And I'd, and I'd hear something. I remember Logic dro- dropped an album or whatever. And I was like, Ooh, I'm going to remake that. I heard I heard I was in a, I'll never forget this. I was in the 7-Eleven parking lot waiting for someone in the middle of downtown Orlando, waiting for someone to like request an Uber and Logic put out an album and I heard one of the beats and then I was, and I looked up where the same, cause I wanted to recreate it to get views, to like recreate the, the instrumental so I could get views to my channel. And I um, heard the beat and I was like, let's find the sample. Here's the sample. Wow, that's perfect man, these drums are exactly how I do my drums. I'm going to remake, remake this whole beat. And I remade it so well that YouTube copyrighted it saying that it was the same song. That's how well I remade the beat. And uh, I just drove home when I heard it and I stopped Ubering. So like I did not manage my time well and I was just running out of money. And right as I was running out of money, I ended up figuring it out and then went from going all the way to zero essentially back up to where I am now so yeah I didn't do a very good job of that but I mean do what I said earlier audit your time write down what you do every single second if you can't work if you're if your creative juices come out at night then get a day job and then work and then do your creative shit at night I know exactly what you're saying I feel the exact same way yo Kyle what up uh, I'm just trying to like ask you if you have any Branding tips for a beginner, uh, like I just started uh, like a month ago uh, selling on BeatStars and doing YouTube and Instagram, but uh, I have trouble finding people to sell beats to. Any advice? Um, chances are, if you just said you just started a month ago, I'm not sure if you just started selling beats or if you just started making beats. Uh, because if you just started making beats, they're probably not going to be very good. Um, it takes a while to get good at making beats. The best, this is what I always say, the best conversion rate is always going to be the actual beat. If the actual beat is good, it's going to convert a lot easier than a horrible beat. Um, so when it comes to branding, yeah, I don't know. Do something different when it comes to branding. I, I've, I've answered this question a lot, but do something different. Do things that people are not doing. A lot of producers like to hide behind the scenes. Maybe get some dope photos of yourself. Make a personal brand. Have people get to know you. Go on Instagram live. Like have people get to know you. And um, I don't know. Just keep hustling. Just keep trying to get followers and and posting content. And um, yeah, that's it. Just post content. That's the only way that I've seen to work. Yo, what is good, Kyle Beats? By birth, my name is Kyle. By music, I go by Eumonic. That's E-U-M-O-N-I-K. Search it in YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Kyle, I know that you listen to Gary V, of course. 
and he's been talking a lot about how social media is changing. How do you see what you do on the internet changing as far as YouTube, Instagram, all of that? Because social media is the hype right now. What do you see happening in the future? All the best to you, bro. Keep rocking. Pretty much every every YouTube producer that's making beats on YouTube and like like I know a lot of people look up to their favorite producers and 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 that's sick and like I look up to a lot of people as well and and all that stuff but I feel like it's just going to come full circle where if producers in the quote unquote industry aren't making content and putting it on YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that and making a brand for themselves on the internet and not just like because the label's pushing their whatever right now and like they're popping and their tag is popping and whatever like if they're not creating their own content i think it's going to come full circle where like internet money is going to be the biggest label like kbz and fucking my and me and like and like aries is going to be the biggest artist i just think it's going to come full circle around where like the youtube community are going to be like the the they're gonna have all the leverage man like every like what producers are what producers are what are like where are people going to figure out how to produce they're not going to metro booming you know what i mean they're not going to whatever like they're coming to youtube and like i have hundreds of thousands of people following me now that are following me as a producer and like I don't know. There's like millions of people out there that are that are following people for making music and I just I just think I think all the control is in the YouTube producers hands and I don't think they need to pander to any labels. I don't think they need to pander. I don't think like I don't know. I don't know, man. I just think all the control is in, and that's why I like a company when companies contact me, I am giving them a full price of thousands and thousands of dollars for a sponsorship because that's what I feel like it's worth because we have all the attention. Like, like, I don't know. I just think it's going to come full circle to the point where, um, like you're starting to see it now, but I think it's just going to keep going to the point where YouTubers, Instagrammers and whatever are going to have way more power than like the industry stuff in all industries, not just music. But yeah. Ladies and germs, it is your best friend, Lusion. Today, Kyle, I would like to ask you as a fellow YouTube producer myself, how do other YouTube producers make a living when they are not uploading as frequently as you or Simon Servita or Lifestyle did it? What are some other streams of revenue that aren't talked about that much? Thank you for your time, brother. This is Lusion, spelled L-L-U-S-I-O-N. Peace and blessings. I think the best opportunity is to just upload as much as possible, as much as possible without diminishing your quality. And I know as creators, a lot of people use that as an excuse. Oh, I don't want to upload because the quality gets worse. Like if you actually work hard, you can upload a lot. You can upload as much as me. Like I don't even have full time in my life and I'm still uploading every other day. And like not everything's gonna be perfect, but um, I mean, you can still do it. You can upload once once a month, but you're leaving it all on that one video every single month. Like that one video has to pop every single month or that's it or, or, or whatever. Like you could have had that. Maybe if you uploaded twice a month, that other video that month could have been the one that blew up. So I just think you have so many more chances when you upload more. Um, so if you can upload as much as possible without diminishing the quality and it depends on everyone's different, it might be once a week, it might be 
like every other day for me it's just every other day because that's just what i want to do you know what i mean i don't want to i want to just make random videos and upload them i don't want to have to sit down every day and be like all right this video needs to be an absolute banger right now and i have those i have those videos i have ideas where i'm like wow this is gonna pop and they get hundreds of thousands of views and then i just have videos where i'm like i don't know what i'm just gonna film some shit today and make music and live my life and it's that that allows me to be super creative because i don't put the pressure on myself for needing to have an absolute banger although i would like one every single day uh what was the other question what are some other scenes revenue that is not talked about um that is not talked about honestly like exclusive beats like exclusive beats custom beats that's what i used to do a lot is custom beats like everyone wants a beat designed for them like i actually took a screenshot today because someone hit me back after like because two 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 or three years ago i hit him up about a custom beat and like we were talking back and forth and i was about to do it for a hundred dollars right an exclusive custom beat for this random dude and like dude if you're an upcoming producer that hundred dollars is amazing do it just give him an unlimited rights custom beat. You, th you can use it for whatever you want, but you own like the final rights to it. If whatever, for whatever reason, like I use that money to buy a MIDI keyboard or whatever I needed at the time. You know what I mean? And, um, so custom beats, exclusive beats, you can make a lot of money just selling exclusive beats. I sell exclusives for like a thousand right now, minimum, um, sponsorships, like if you really want to you can make thousands and thousands of dollars on sponsorships that's if you have like you have to have an audience for that obviously but that's a good stream of revenue um i was actually going to make a video about this because there's so many different streams of revenue opening up i know a lot of producers do like collabs um once i stopped like once i started focusing more on like my own music and i slowed down uploading beats i stopped doing collabs because um like the more you upload the more you're going to sell so like i knew like i was i was sacrificing beat sales and leaving money on the table to like focus on building the kyle beats brand and you know what it's worked out i think honestly like using your skills if you have skills as a as a producer and you can mix like there's a lot of like money you can make with that's why i love the beat sales man like the producer thing like you can like literally just approach someone and if you're skit like dude a logo uh a dude that designed my cover recently he just tweeted at me with the cover and i was like wow this is sick i put it in black and white because it matched my brand a little bit more and i posted it as my cover and i was like yo if i need you for something else i'm gonna pay you and it's going to be more than your, it's not going to be your $5 rate. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be more than that. So like if you approach someone and you actually have good beats and you have talent and they're a rapper or they're an artist, like they're going to want you around. You know what I mean? They're going to want you in their vicinity because you have talent. So, um, yeah, get good at making beats, <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this that is the end of the podcast i appreciate everyone that submitted questions i hope this was dope so you guys could hear the voices of the people actually talking about the question that they were asking some great questions in there too i hope you guys got to learn something the video podcast is actually like set up 
pretty much. I have to figure out how I'm gonna do everything because the actual like production of it all, I would like to do it so I don't have to like, so I can just press record and, and not have to put it in Adobe Premiere and like edit the whole thing after. So I'm trying to figure all that stuff out, but um, it is on the way. I'll make an announcement on my Instagram and Twitter and on uh, on my uh, YouTube. Thank you guys for 200,000 subscribers. If for some reason you don't follow my YouTube channel and you're on here for my Instagram or Twitter or whatever, search Kyle Beats, K-Y-L-E-B-E-A-T-S. And um, yeah, it's lit. Screenshot you listening to this. If you've, went, if you've gone this far, tweet at me or uh, tab me, put it on your story and tab me on Instagram after you screenshot it and i'll be following a bunch of you and reposting a bunch of them as always so yeah thank you guys for listening to this podcast i hope you guys enjoy it enjoyed it until the next one peace out